Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. Food, fitness, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, training, exercise, drugs, disease, supplements, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call. We're going to get to those calls in just a little bit. Kim, welcome. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Besides, oh. your head has got to be spinning. <laughs> <laughs> a little busy today. I, busy. Yeah, just got off busy, doing busy. three hours with Christy in the afternoon. That was a lot of fun. And uh, had to change over a bunch of wires to make everything work again. So we had to do a little different mm. hookup this morning to, for me to co-host with Chris. But it was a lot of fun. Uh, so... I'll find out what five straight hours of radio feels like. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But there's a lot to talk about. Uh, I've got a topic today that we've talked about in the past, but I have a a whole new appreciation for it. I've done a lot more research, and I've been doing some testing. I don't have any super definitive answers yet, but you know how we really, really focused on diet. And, and realize that diet is a huge part of everything about our health. And, and if we stay away from processed foods and we eat, you know, real nutrient-dense, lower-carb foods, paleo, keto, we've seen tremendous results with people. I mean, life-changing. People lose lots of weight. They get off, you know, all kinds of medications, and it, it just gets better and better every year. We've talked some about movement being important, not necessarily traditional exercise, you know, going to the gym and, and, you know, being on treadmills and equipment for hours at a time, but just getting out and having fun, being active, being outdoors more, it's important. We've talked about stress and, and, you know, we've even said that stress could be the second big issue, uh, probably more important than movement behind diet. And then we've talked some about sleep. And all mm-hmm. of these things are intertwined. I mean, your diet affects your ability to exercise. Your exercise or movement might, might affect what you eat. All of those things affect your stress levels. But the one key we might be missing in all of this is, is I now have a new appreciation after doing a lot of research on how big of a factor sleep really is. And it may turn out, as we learn more and more about this, that sleep really could be number two. Behind diet, we really Mm. may, as a society or as individuals, we have to figure out this sleep thing. And we, you and I, Mm -hmm. deal with a group of people that have some of the worst sleep Mm -hmm. conditions I could imagine. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially our team drivers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm reading a lot of material from a guy who has dedicated literally the last 30 years 
to studying sleep and what it does to our body. And there's still a lot to learn. There is still a lot about sleep we don't understand. We don't even know for sure why we sleep. And, you know, we, mm-hmm. we talk a lot about evolution because evolution really drives much of, of really everything. I mean, when you look at evolution is all about survivability. Every organism on the planet wants to live. And we, the, the strong survive. You know, we evolve different features. And we're talking over long periods of time. But they're all designed to do one thing. They're designed to keep us alive and let us multiply. That, that's what evolution is all about. And if you think about that, why in the world would we have this condition where we are 100% helpless? We're, we're basically comatose. We have no idea what's going on around us. Mm-hmm. That, that's not a good survival mm-hmm. mechanism at all. Mm-hmm. You know, so when, when and he tells that much better than I just did, but when you start to think about that, clearly the need for sleep, and, and here's the other thing. Every living, uh, what group should I use, organism, I'm not talking about plants, but animals, insects, lizards, every, every group, they all sleep. There, there are, there are mm-hmm. no living organisms that don't sleep. So clearly, and it puts us all at risk of, of being eaten or killed. Or, um, and we spend, you know, if we live, you know, a good lifespan, we spend 25 or 30 years asleep. So mm-hmm. when you start yeah. to think about that, it's kind of crazy. And it must be critically important to sleep or or somehow we would have evolved not to sleep if it were at all possible if it could have happened it would have happened in evolution we wouldn't sleep but obviously a, a living organism needs to sleep and and we always looked for one reason you know what's the one reason why we sleep at all well the the thing is there's about a hundred so it, it, there's not one reason why we sleep there's about a hundred reasons why we sleep so many things happen and go on and it's even interesting that you know a lot of people have heard about the different kinds of sleep we have light sleep we have Mm -hmm. deep sleep and then we have REM R-E-M sleep which stands for rapid eye movement and when you're in REM sleep if you could watch somebody's eyeballs they are literally jumping sideways back and forth nonstop. that's why they call it rapid eye movement your eyes are moving um, quickly side to side well, they're, this researcher believes, and a lot of others do as well, that when we evolved as humans, it, why did we become so intelligent? Why, do, why can we do things like reasoning that you know, no other animal on the planet can do? And I don't want to get into the religious connotations, just looking at the physiology of things. Um, why did that happen from an evolutionary point of view? And they believe it was because we developed REM sleep. And that REM sleep was, and we have longer REM sleep than any other primate um, or animal. And they believe that that's why our brains developed the, the way they did because of REM sleep. 
So it's we're again, it's one of those things almost like the microbiome where we're really learning a lot of information just recently about sleep. Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, the hundred things, um, you know, that, you know, the different things that it's good for and that. So that just goes to show you, too, when our quantity and quality of sleep is compromised, how complicated it is, how much it affects us. It, it's incredible, all the things that happen. Here's another one. If you look at the biological drives that we have, the, the things that, you know, obviously eating is a very strong biological drive. And uh, procreating, having sex, and, and reproducing is a very strong biological drive. Well, that one, people can go their whole life without that. I mean, there might be a drive there, but you don't have to. Eating, I mean, we know people that have fasted for weeks at a time, and, and no real negative health consequences, and many times positive health consequences from not mm-hmm. eating mm-hmm. from from fighting that biological urge and drive because we evolved that way we didn't always have food every day we evolved being able to go days or weeks sometimes even months without food but they have shown two days without sleep and you have wrecked mm-hmm. your physiology it is incredible how many things can go wrong in just two days without sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the whole concept of trying to catch up on sleep doesn't hold a lot of weight. Yeah, that's another point he makes clearly, that forget that whole making up your sleep deficit. You can't. Once you've missed that mm-hmm. sleep, mm-hmm. Um, the damage is done, and you can't get that back. And it's just, it's really... It, it, it's clearly where I'm going to spend a lot of time. I, I, I've put a lot of research into understanding why we sleep and all the negative consequences. The tough part is, how do we fix that? And how do we fix that mm-hmm. given our, it keeps getting worse for everybody in society? You look at everything about our lifestyle, and every year we make this situation worse, not better. The good mm-hmm. news, finally is there is a lot of um, effort being put into this, a lot of new devices, a lot of people researching. So, you know, I'm an optimist, and I think if we put enough time and effort into something, and if we have enough people and companies putting time and effort into things, that we'll solve this. It's, uh, It's become one of my missions. We'll talk about that more when we get back, and we'll also get to your calls and questions and figure out what it is that you want to talk about today.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're uh, we're going to be taking your calls and questions, but right now we're talking about sleep. And uh, again, Kim, I, I, at some point here, right now I'm wearing uh, two sleep. Tra- well, I wear one sleep tracking device, and I have another one that actually lays under my sheet on the mattress that I'm using. Uh, by the way, that one was in, uh, developed by uh, Sami Inkin, and we've had him on the show before. Um, he, mm-hmm. de- he developed that one and sold it to Apple, uh, which, which is really accurate right now. I like that one better than, than uh, the others I'm using. But when we first started this show, that's over three years now, right? It is. Yeah. I had a device by a company called ResMed. And it was a sleep device, and it just sat next to your bed. You didn't have to attach anything. You weren't laying on anything. It just sat there on the side of the bed. And this was before all the wearables started tracking sleep. The wearables were really new on the market as far as tracking sleep. And I remember I didn't have anything to compare it to because it was like one of the first things I ever had that tracked your sleep. And I thought it was pretty amazing everything it told me. Then I started wearing some of the the wearable devices, and the results weren't even really close. Well, I happened to catch, I I think it might have been Consumer Reports, did a really in-depth test, and they tested all of the wearables that were on the device, uh, on the market at the time. They tested this ResMed device that I had, and they tested them all against a true sleep lab you know, with hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment, and they wire you up. And um, it was interesting. The wearables all did horrible. But this ResMed device was pretty darn close to the high-tech sleep lab. Unfortunately, about two months after I got it, they discontinued it and stopped supporting it. So the apps, wow. yeah, oh, the, no. the apps never got updated. And as you updated phones, the mm. apps stopped working. And... I was really disappointed. They brought it back. They started a whole new division of the company. And I, I have to believe that it's every bit as good as it used to be and probably even better because we've had advances in that kind of technology. So unfortunately, with the, um, the holidays and some of the shipping issues, I don't have it yet. And they also, Dr. Oz happened to cover this device on his show. And almost shut the company down. I mean, they, they have been scrambling oh, wow. to try to fill all their orders. So I haven't got mine yet. Uh, but when I do, um, I'll actually be able to track with three different devices. A wearable, the one I'm laying on, and this one will be next to my bed. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to getting some of that data. I had a day, a, a night, I should say, um, I've been working on all these different, you know, strategies for better sleep, trying different supplements, um, trying different schedules, uh, just changing all kinds of things. My sleep score when things aren't going well tends to be in the mid-70s, and the scale runs from 0 to 100. And a lot of the different devices tend to use that same scale, 0 to 100. I I was mid-70s. If I got low 80s, it was a really good night. Um, I had a night this week, I think it was Monday, Sunday or Monday, I scored 100. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I, so did I, it show any breaks in it? Like, it, did it, 
does it show you like it's continuous sleep? Is that oh yeah? It, so what we're what we're actually hoping for is first off, the score is comprised of two two different things: the length of sleep, the time, and and mm-hmm. you know you're shooting for eight hours. I mean that's still kind of the target that everybody believes most adults are going to need is about eight hours is optimal. Eight to nine, actually. Uh, so that's part of the score. I, I had one night. So the other part of the score is what they call sleep efficiency. So you have duration and then you have sleep mm-hmm. efficiency where they measure how long it took you to fall asleep, how many times you woke up. Um, and, and waking up and getting out of bed won't kill your score. They actually expect that that should happen to a lot of people. So they, and then they also look at how many cycles did you progress through? We, the optimal sleep is we start off in light sleep, we move into deep sleep, we move from deep to REM, and then we might even wake up after REM. You may or may not even remember it. And then we go back to light, back to deep, back to REM. In the early part of the night, we want to see more deep sleep and in towards the morning, we want to see more REM sleep. So the perfect scale is like in the beginning, your deep sleep is nice and long, and your REM sleep is shorter, and then later in the night, your deep sleep will get shorter and your REM will get longer. And that's all part of this efficiency that they measure. So I had, I, I've had a couple nights where I've actually had 100% sleep efficiency but I only slept for five or five and a half hours, and that brings your score down into, like, the low 90s. But I had a night where I how did had you, 100% sleep how efficiency, did you feel? and I slept for nine hours. Um, I felt Jeez. fantastic. And my heart rate variability yeah. was one of my highest scores as well. So even with the, the so you can compare this to, like, the one with the... Um, Quantity wise, the less sleep, but it was a hundred percent compared to like the nine hours, hundred percent. You you felt good both times. I did feel good. Yeah. Um, the difference is how long I felt good. Like after the the nine Ooh. hour night, my perfect one hundred score. It actually caused mm-hmm. a pro- it actually caused a problem. I felt really good all day. Had tons of energy. I had problems falling asleep the next night. It's like I wasn't tired wow. in, in, in time. You know, I wanted to go to bed at 9 o'clock, and I was nowhere near tired yet. Hmm. It was almost like... That would be neat to see, uh, yeah, you charting that out and weighing and measuring and, and, and uh, coming back with some report on that because... I think it's something we all need. When you talked about, um, you know, like second, my doctor changed medicine when I first started actually rates at number one, um, sleep, eating a good whole food diet and movement. That's how important she was putting sleep. Um, and that's huge because I, that was something I came into as well. Um, I didn't used to think sleep was important. You'd almost brag that you'd go on, you know, Oh, I only need four hours sleep. You know what I mean? (laughs) Now it's like, no, I'm, I want to protect my sleep, and, and it's a challenge. Well, you bring up a good point. As a society, we kind of hold that as a badge of honor. Like, oh, well, you know, I was mm-hmm. burning the midnight oil, and then I was up early this morning, and I'm out there doing it. And, um, you know, even guys like Dave Asprey, I, I respect a lot of stuff he does, but one of the areas I think he he might be a little off track is – 
a lot of his hacks are designed to sleep less. Now, his belief is mm. that if you can improve the quality enough, then the, you shouldn't need as much quantity. But I, I'm not so yeah. sure that, that he's on the right track mm-hmm. with that one. The, the researcher that I'm reading claims that, that we have shortened our sleep time as humans but it took a very, very, very long time of evolution to be able to do that. And I, I'm just not sure that we can hack that and, you know, create such great quality that we can diminish the quantity all that much. So I, I, I'm, you know, 24 hours in a day is plenty. Um, sleeping eight of them I don't think is any big deal. You know, I'll, I'll adjust my schedule uh, I, I, I'm going to shoot for the eight hours of, of good quality and quantity. Yeah, me too. I'm just up and down all over the place with it, though, trying to figure it out. Yeah, and I am too. And, you know, it, it mm-hmm. what I'm finding, you know, it's a lot like diet, though. Um, I'm really, mm-hmm. really strict with my diet. You know that. I talk about it all the time. For whatever reason, the whole keto thing and paleo and nutrient dense came came easy to me i think i i you know it was a big change but i, I it just didn't seem that hard to me it didn't seem like it required tremendous amounts of willpower i actually really enjoy it so it doesn't feel like i have to really work at my diet but if you look at my diet it, and most people would say wow how can you possibly stay that strict but i do and and it's not hard if I could figure out how to be that strict on all of the factors mm. I need to sleep, I think I'd be in great shape. But for some reason, I'm not. I'm all over the board. I do, you know, if I'm not, like, really, really focused and paying attention, I make all the same sleep mistakes that everybody makes. And even though I know it, I keep falling back into those old habits. So I am kind of struggling with this. I've learned a lot of things that would really improve my sleep, and I can even prove it, and yet I'm not doing them every day. And I've got to figure out, you know, what the difference is on that, how I change that. So we're, uh, we're going to get to a break. The music's playing. We'll come back. Uh, we might touch a little more on this, and then we're going to get to your calls and questions. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rothenberg.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking about sleep. Uh, so, Kim, again, uh, you know, uh, these things absolutely work. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about today, because I was shocked by this one. Uh, somehow I missed this in the reading or, uh, you know, this vitamin does so much, maybe I just uh, forgot it or I, I don't know. I didn't realize how critically important vitamin D is for sleep. I didn't either. So, but when you talk about a hormone wise, you know, we know how much that all yeah. plays a part in it. Yeah, so I, I've been doing a lot more research on vitamin D because it is critically important for a lot of things, but I thought I had a pretty good handle on it. Uh, I want to encourage people, you know, we don't have a vitamin D test in the store. I'm thinking about getting one, but I'm taking several because it's, you know, the way we test things around here, make sure customer service is good, they're accurate, all those things. And I'm not done with that yet. I'm waiting for one of my vitamin D tests to come back. This is the best time to have your vitamin D levels tested because this is when they're probably going to be the lowest. We're we're heading into the shortest days of the year. This is when you're probably going to be deficient, and this is when you really want to know what your levels are. Um, The higher your vitamin D levels are, you know, the range is supposed to be, I've seen 20 to 80, I've seen 30 to 100, um, 60 is is really considered very acceptable, but I think, you know, I'd like to get mine closer to 80, knowing how important it really is. Um, there are certainly some foods that can do it. Sunshine is our absolute best source. That's why this time of year is, is such a, a tough thing. But vitamin D, along with A, E, and K, are all really important vitamins. In fact, I almost wish we would come up with different words. Like we, you know, we're looking at vitamin D now and saying it really acts a lot more like a hormone. When we look at A and and E and K, E is a, a really, really strong antioxidant. K does all kinds of things we didn't realize. And then there's K1 and K2. But I, I almost wish we would separate those out. It's almost like when we call them vitamins, we, we kind of trivialize them some. Not that vitamins aren't important, but these are more important. And there's also something unique about these four. They're all fat-soluble, meaning... If you're not eating enough fat, you're not going to absorb these vitamins. And if you're not digesting fat, you're not going to absorb these vitamins. So we've talked about, obviously, eating a high-fat diet, which is what we promote. Um, We've helped with digestion. But I'm still finding in a lot of people, myself included, it's still not enough. I don't, from the testing I've done so far... It doesn't look like I'm absorbing my fat-soluble vitamins as good as I should be. And I've got to go back and figure out maybe why not. Maybe I need to do another um, round of gut healing and and work on uh, liver and gallbladder. I'm not sure. But Biotics just came out with a new product that as soon as I saw this, it made so much sense. And it's... It's a combination of those four, A, D, E, and K, but it's an emulsion. 
So it's an oil itself. It's a fat. They've already emulsified the vitamins into the fat. So you, it's drops. You just take drops of this, and the absorption rate is so much higher than all of the other forms of those vitamins. So it, it's just, again, you know, Biotics is a company that really understands the, the human body and why we need the fat and all those things. They also understand that fat digestion is a problem for a lot of people. So they developed this, and I, I think it's absolutely brilliant. We now have it in the store. I mean, as soon as I saw it, I thought, we got to get that stuff in the store. And it's, I've said that I don't take a lot of supplements and sometimes none, but I will start to take this one every day, especially in the wintertime. Hmm. Okay, so how, when people look at, look at this and look in the store and say, oh, does that fit for me? Um, you know, we have so many people that did the NutriQ, and we have so many people that score very high in essential fatty acid balance, mainly, you know, because that's what we work with them when they get their digestion in order, um, get healed, and have them eat the good fats so that that can balance their fatty acids. Um, but this sounds like this is a better product, like even in the process of doing all that. Absolutely. You know, so that, you know, they're not quite healed, so at least they can start right away getting that fatty acid imbalance and reaping all the benefits, um, what that means. You know, this is one of those supplements that I can't imagine there's a person walking around in the country that couldn't benefit from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, we all need those four nutrients, and we, we all have a hard time mm-hmm. getting them. And like I say, if, if I'm having a hard time, and, and I think I've done a pretty good job of getting most of this stuff working right, but I'm still having some fat absorption issues. And, and because of it, I'm not absorbing all of those four nutrients that I need. So uh, it'll be interesting. Can, oh, go ahead. What kind of symptoms? What kind of symptoms did this, are you having that sparked? Like, uh, got, that this is an area that you needed to focus on, too. Uh, you know, if I, if I still score, uh, my highest score, if I take the NAC, is still essential fatty acids. Um, mm. there are some digestive things that I can tell, um, that I'm not digesting fat completely. So, and I know I eat a lot of fat, so I, I'm still getting enough, but if I'm not absorbing it, how is that affecting, you know, the, the four vitamins that I really right. need? Mm-hmm. And with my testing, I'm showing that I'm a little low on those and I shouldn't be. So, you know, I'm going to take the supplement for a while and then I'm going to retest the vitamin D levels again. And, you know, and maybe I will go back and do another round of gut healing. You know, the beauty of our gut healing kit is almost everything in there is really nutritious anyway. You you know, so I don't mind just going and doing another round of gut healing um, and see. And I may... I may go back to taking the uh, Beta Plus again for a while, and maybe that's part of it. You know, I, mm-hmm. I backed off the Beta Plus, and I, I wasn't doing the Beta TCP either, thinking that I'm doing really good at this, but I'm starting to notice that um, I'm not digesting fat as well as I was, so I need to go back and solve that problem. But in the meantime, until I do, and maybe even after I do, because, again, this supplement just makes so much sense to me. These are all nutrients that are hard to get. Most people are deficient in them. And I, I've seen people taking mega doses of vitamin D 
and they still show up extremely deficient in vitamin D. You know, I I just read an article this morning that for women, if your vitamin D level, blood level is under 20, and it's fairly common, uh, especially this time of year, you have an 83% increased risk of breast cancer. Oh, wow. I yeah. haven't seen that. Yeah, if if you compare women that are up at the sixty level, hmm. where where is which is optimal, to women who are under twenty, the risk of breast cancer goes up eighty three percent. The risk of depression goes up sixty percent. Mm-hmm. I knew the depression side of it, huh? That's well. It's just that just reminds you how um, intricate our hormones are in our body and all that it affects. Yeah, and, and you know, the good news about this is vitamin D is actually one of the um, nutrients that you can do a home test now. You don't need a doctor. You uh, And again, there are several companies out there that do it. I I, um, I think I've settled on the one, but I'm waiting for a couple more things to happen before, and then we may get it in the store. Uh, but, you know, anybody that wants to do a vitamin D test, just Google home vitamin D test. You know, there, there are several companies. Most of them seem pretty reputable. And it, you can get a number at home, and then you know. And then you can start to supplement and maybe retest after mm-hmm. a couple months. Um, it, it's one of those things that I'll probably start testing four times a year. I think I'll do it quarterly. Makes yeah, because it's one of those things that because we get it from the sun, and that's our best source, it, I, your vitamin D levels will change dramatically throughout the year. So I want to get an idea of, you know, how they shift throughout the year so I know how I should be supplementing. I mean, you can always, you know, try to up the vitamin D foods, um, liver, mushrooms, there's a whole bunch of others. But it's still pretty difficult to get a lot of vitamin D from your diet. It's one of those things that I believe a lot of people um, would benefit from supplementing. Let me, uh, let me get to a break. We'll come right back. We're going to get to some of your calls and questions. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. Kim, you know, we could probably talk about this for uh, a long time and and we'll be talking about it uh, because there's a lot to learn and a lot to do. But uh, do you have anything or should we get some calls? 
No, just with the sleep stuff, if anybody has, like, let us know what their challenges are. You know, send us into, you know, a note into support at letstruck.com um, so we can see. I mean, we know a lot of this stuff, from, especially from the people we work with, that um, that is affecting sleep and so forth. But uh, I'd love to get a collective, you know, uh, feedback from everybody to, to, to see even more. Great idea. Yeah, that that's really true. And, you know, I, I spent enough time in, in a sleeper, even did some team driving, so I, I clearly understand what the challenges are. Uh, so I'm going to keep working on some solutions. Like I say, there's a lot of companies putting money into this now. There's a lot of research going on. Uh, the, the paleo and, uh, you know, that whole community is working on this more because we're seeing how important it is. I, I'm just an optimist that if we, you know, throw enough time and money and resources into something, we'll figure out a solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. it is so by an individual. So that's why, you know, yeah. it's good for all of us to talk about it because we'll find things that work for each other. There you go. Let's get to some phone calls. Let's go to Texas. Brian, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Nice to talk to you. It's been listening to your show a long time. Kevin, uh, got a few questions for you. I've uh, recently got a biopsy done and been diagnosed with prostate cancer. Had uh, five out of 12 cores show up positive, 80 to 90%. Don't know all the fine details yet. Just uh, the urologist had done the biopsy called and informed me of what was going on. I don't go back to see him for a week or so yet, but he uh, just did over the phone. He told me that he thought the cancer I had was highly curable with surgery, and it wasn't an aggressive cancer. It's a mid-risk cancer, he called it. And uh, for the last year, I've, I've had a brother that was diagnosed with the same thing, and is spread on him and got a little farther, but for the last year I've been eating a lot of vegetables and uh, trying to drink good water and eating a lot of nuts. Uh, I've kind of been shying away from meat and stuff so much. A friend of mine informed me, though, more of your paleo diet, and I'm kind of caught between the two. I had been bringing boiled eggs with me. Uh, you know, and eating them in the morning and drinking a V8. Uh, okay, so... Trying to not eat a lot of bread. Let, let's, Just, uh, uh, let's jump right into it, because this is a topic I could talk for a long, long time about. and But I don't want to be the one to convince you. So I, I'm going to highly encourage you to go do a little research and, and read a couple books. But let me talk about uh, prostate cancer just in general for a minute. Um, did you first show up with a high reading? Is that why they recommended the biopsy, a high PSA? Yeah, a PSA of uh, seven a year ago, and then it jumped to a nine. Okay, and that is pretty high, clearly. Um, PSA is a lousy measure, by the way. Um, biopsy is more accurate, but here's one of the problems. How old are you, by the way? Uh, 51. Okay. Um, there are lots of statistics that say if you and I as men live into our 70s, 
that we're all, every one of us is going to get prostate cancer. Every one of us as males will probably die with prostate cancer, but we won't die because of prostate cancer. Just because we have tumors even and and a true diagnosis with a biopsy doesn't mean that those will ever grow. And the problem is we don't know really accurately how to predict which ones will and which won't. A lot of prostate cancer is very, very, very slow-growing and may never cause a problem. So we just need to know, we're, we're all of us, I, I, I'm included, we are deathly afraid of the C word. Um, so I, I, I want you to take some time and do some research because many times the procedures that they say are so easy and safe and effective cause way more problems than the cancer ever would. So again, I'm not going to, I don't want to talk you out of doing anything at all. I want to talk you into consulting with a functional medicine doctor or a naturopath and reading a couple of books. There's a really good book called... That is exactly why I've called you, Kevin, because I've heard you talk on stuff and... uh I'm along that same thought process myself, but yeah, I've done a lot of research on it, and I know they're over they're over diagnosing these cancers and wanting to treat them yep. unnecessarily, and that's what I'm scared to death of. So I would have you read a book called Overdiagnosed. It's by uh, a doctor, Gilbert Welch. Um, great book. He really talks a lot about prostate cancer in there. He talks a lot about all kinds of cancers that we overdiagnose and overtreat, but he spends a lot of time on prostate cancer. And then I would highly, because no matter which way you go on this, if it turns out that you do need, you know, maybe surgery or chemo or whatever they're going to do, um, I would still want a really good functional medicine doctor to be a part of that because they will always work towards the natural solutions. As far as diet, paleo clearly is, is what I would highly recommend, that the, the more strict paleo you eat, the healthier you're going to be. There's also a lot of evidence that if you go low-carb paleo, like keto, with really high-quality food, that if you have to go through any of these treatments, that you will have a far better outcome, that the, the keto will help starve the cancer somewhat to slow it down. It will strengthen the rest of the cells in your body, and you're just going to get a better outcome no matter which, which way we have to go with this. So I, I would read some of those books about overdiagnosis. There are a couple others on the market as well, and I would find a really good functional medicine doctor for a second opinion. Well, would a person just Google functional medicine in your area and come up with one? Yeah, Kim, you have some resources you could help him with too, don't you? Yeah, Brian, yeah, I can send you a link, Brian, back to our emails, um, a link to go look for one. Okay, that'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, Kevin, I have another question for you. I have a brother who's a vegetarian, an older brother, him and his wife, and they're just into all kinds of uh, uh, special stuff they eat, 
and they talk about the nanobites that are in meats, cheeses, eggs, and stuff that your body has to clean up before it can start cleaning up the things that are going on with it otherwise. Do you know anything about this? Look, I, I, I've been there and done it. I, I was a vegetarian for almost four years because I thought it was healthy. I, I, and, and in some ways it can be. Lots of vegetables are a good thing. There's no question. But our body absolutely needs animal proteins, animal products, animal fats. You can't, get, you can't even compare the nutrition that comes out of vegetables to high-quality organ meats and fish and animal products. We did not evolve on this planet without eating animals. We just didn't. We evolved as meat eaters. And, you know, the longer I was a vegetarian, the worse I felt. And they, there's all kinds of things that vegans and vegetarians will use to say, oh, we shouldn't be eating meat. and uh, It's just not true. The healthiest populations on the planet have animal products in their diet. The absolute healthiest also have very high amounts of, of vegetables, no question. But it's the combination of the two. So there have been some really, really healthy meat-eating-only societies, which is kind of surprising, the Inuits and the Maasai, who eat almost 100% animal products, have been very, very healthy for centuries and you know hundreds of generations. But I think for most of us, a combination of good, high-quality animal products and a lot of vegetables is the way to be really healthy. Sure. But, uh, I've got a friend that uh, paid attention to your paleo diet and eats 70 years old. Looks like he's in his mid-50s and a very healthy man. Excellent. Uh, it it, it happens a lot. It, it's amazing what happens to our bodies when we eat the right food. The food we were designed to eat and evolved eating as hunter-gatherers. That's really our diet. Meat, animal products, vegetables, nuts, seeds, all real food we can find out in nature. I've got to uh, wrap this up. We're all out of time. We'll do it again real soon. Thanks for joining me. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy, always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford. All right, we are going to do a second hour here, so let me get started, and we're going to get right to a bunch of calls and questions as well. Here we go. Your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your pocket. Welcome back, or welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. We're here to take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. Food, 
fitness, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, exercise, drugs, disease, supplements, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and join us. Kim, welcome. Hi, glad to be here, Kevin. Great to have you here. You know, on, on the last show, we uh, we had a call with uh, a cancer diagnosis, which is, you know, that, that strikes fear into all of us. I mean, we, we have watched mm-hmm. so many people be devastated by this. It, you know, we, we've spent so much money and time and resources, and yet it doesn't seem to get better. We, you know, they can claim that there's more survivability, but there also seems to be a lot more cases, a lot more types. Um, and it turns out that, that we thought cancer was genetic, and it's not. Um, there are a couple very rare forms of cancer that can have a genetic component. But finally, we're starting to see the light that this is it's a metabolic disease. And metabolic diseases are all about our lifestyle, what we eat, how we live, the chemicals we're exposed to, stress, sleep, all the things we talk about. So, you know, I'm not going to claim that, you know, a paleo diet or a clean diet, you know, will cure cancer or you'll never get it. You could still get it. There are still lots of things about our lifestyle that aren't that great. We are exposed to a lot more chemicals than we ever were before. We're not sleeping as good as we used to. We have more stress. But we need to control the things we can control. And our odds will get better. There's no guarantee. And even once we're diagnosed, that would really be the time if if you're not doing all of those things to do them, to really, really eat clean, to work on your stress levels, to get better sleep. And even if you have to go through the, the traditional treatments, like, say, chemo, people don't realize the whole philosophy behind chemo is literally poison the body till it's very, very close to death, hope that you kill the cancer, and then you're still able to bring the body back to life. That's basically what what chemo is all about. And if you have to go through that, then I would want my body to be as strong as it could possibly be. Yeah, exactly. And people have to know that We've proven, and I've talked with people and got a lot of people out there that have experienced this, how resilient and beautiful our body is, that it it does, if you, you know, sometimes I think if they smoked all their life, like, what's it going to do now if I quit? Well, it's going to do a lot, and um, you've, you've served yourself um, much better to, to embrace that and at least, you know, go that, do that, do what you can, what yeah. you can. Yeah, as as much as you can. And, and we should all do that whether mm-hmm. we've been diagnosed with anything or not. Right. Because the sooner we do it and the longer right. we do it, the better everything is going to become. Uh, again, there's so much to read on this topic. This morning I, I read an article that um, the most common drug they use for high blood pressure, which high blood pressure is very, very common in our society, Lots of people are on drugs for high blood pressure. They just lowered the standards, so even more people are going to be on drugs. Um, There's good news. This drug really will lower your blood pressure. There's some bad news. There's a pretty good chance it's going to give you skin cancer. That's crazy. We went to dinner out with somebody last night, Jeff and I were, um, and his father-in-law is dealing with the exact, exact thing that now he has to constantly keep up on having, um, you know, uh, things 
cut out of his skin all over, arms, yeah. head, face, um, as a result of medication. Yeah. Yeah, high blood pressure medication. One of the common, they give it to you all the time like it's nothing. Uh, uh, drugs aren't safe. They just aren't. Um, they're powerful. They have horrendous side effects most of the time. Um, it's just crazy that it's still the first thing we reach for. And I, we're seeing that tide mm-hmm. turn we're seeing medical doctors finally get a, getting on board. I, but this is not going to go mainstream anytime soon. Um, this is, you know, for us, you and I, we're so immersed in this. We are just talking about this with uh, my son, Michael, because him and the boys were here. That was a treat, by the way. Um, getting to see uh, the nice. twins. They are hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, the twins are fun anyway, but these two are just hilarious. So I got to spend a couple of days with them. And, and Michael's really deep into the, um, you know, mm-hmm. primal. He's a primal certified coach. He's an NTP. Now he's actually working at a functional medicine doctor's office. So I'm excited about that because he now has that connection. And, you know, if you look at, you know, Dr. Mark Hyman and Chris Kresser and the the big push they're making now, um, I love Chris Kresser's model. He says, it, look, if we have somebody yeah. that has real health issues, and many, many, many people do, he believes in a functional medicine doctor to kind of lead the team because they have access to all the testing. They clearly have lots of education about how the body works, so their, their knowledge is valuable. They have access to the testing. They know how to, to, to read it. And if they're functional medicine, they believe that the body can heal itself, that they're not going to reach for a prescription first thing. But if, if for some reason they believed that a prescription could be a good short-term fix, um, they, they have the ability to do that. And there may be some cases where that does make some sense, uh, thyroid issues sometimes. Um, so, but he also believes that there's no way you should only be seeing a functional medicine doctor. You should be seeing, at the very least, somebody like an NTP who really understands the nutrition side of things. And then even if you're having problems, say, sticking to that kind of a diet, another person involved on the team is a health coach that their, their whole expertise is kind of in, in motivation and behavioral change. And when you look at that, it, it might seem like a lot, but it's our health we're talking about here. Yeah, and it's I love I love his um, his model, and I hope we can go for that. See more and more come with it. So that's why that's so cool that Michael's doing it. It just fits so well, and it's been it's been really neat to um, be an audience to his journey because he has so much to offer people. Yeah, and the doctor Michael's working for is building that model. Um, you know, a, a kind That's of a great. holistic center where she is going to employ, well, she has Michael working there as the NTP and health coaches. And, you know, she wants to, she wants to bring in, you know, chiropractic and acupuncture and, and have it all in one center uh, where you could get that real bio-individual attention that you need. Uh, that, that, if that can catch on, it would create a health revolution mm-hmm. in this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really couldn't. It's, we could see it. 
Yeah, it's kind of exciting. Um, you know, again, we see mm-hmm. it because we're immersed in it. We read about it. But, you know, the average person on the street has no idea what, what we're talking about. Yeah, hope that changes. And we are. I mean, look at everybody out there. They're spreading it. They're spreading it, too. So yeah, shoot us to our tribe. And, and we love our bringing tribe. Bringing people in. That's right. It, you know, tell it, well, we just heard that the caller on the last show, his friend, his, you know, brother, we hear that a lot. And I absolutely love that, that, uh, you know, we're reaching the trucking community because that's our tribe, but they're reaching out to family and friends and, and sharing this and we're seeing success stories. So, uh, makes it exciting to get up every day. Yeah, it does. Let's grateful. Get to, Very grateful. Yeah, let's get to some phone calls. Let's go to Indiana. Debbie, we got about a minute before the break, so we'll get started on this, and then we'll carry you through the break. Okay. What can I help you with today? Hello. I was diagnosed with um, a disease called interstitial cystitis. I have been on a protocol from you guys um, for about four months, and I was doing fantastic. I mean, I could see improvements, if not weekly, almost daily. I was feeling so much better. Then all of a sudden, I started having um, uh, constant um, urinary tract, what I suspected was urinary um, infections and bladder infections, and they kept coming back um, clean, that there was no... There was no infection. Okay. However, there was did show some problems. So um, they told me not to eat chocolate and some citrus or whatever. So I just okay. I thought I thought immediately that there was something. Okay. Um, let me uh, let me let me get to a break. The music's playing, and uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about this. I'll have a couple more questions for you, and we'll see. The good news was the protocol was working. You were getting results, so that that lets us know we were on the right track. We may be missing a piece, or something may have changed. Let's see if we can dig down and figure out what that is. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Kevin Rutherford, this is Destination Health. Kim is here with me, and we are talking with Debbie in Indiana. So, uh, Debbie, keep going, and can you think of anything that, that's changed recently? Well, I, I was having some dental problems along with some other issues, 
and I started taking bees. Well, evidently, there's a particular kind of bee that that disease does not do well with. Uh, bee and vitamins, so that was upsetting you mean? My, I guess my pH or something, I don't know, but I became very, um, I was just sick all the time, very lethargic. Not, so I just stopped everything because I couldn't figure out no matter what I did, I would get indigestion. I just, in a lot of pain, I just didn't know. So I just stopped everything because I wasn't sure what it was. Got it. So okay. finally, after the third time of going to the doctor, she said, this is the disease that I have. And they put me on it, just told me to go home and Google it and, uh, you know. Uh, well, okay. Um, well, I'm not going to tell yeah. you to, to Google it. Um that's supposed to be the doctor's job to figure out, not you. Um, I see is very, very closely correlated with leaky gut, like many, many diseases are. So our, our, first, our first job would be to make sure we've done absolutely everything to heal the gut. Now, you're also missing your gallbladder, aren't you? Correct. So one of the things I would recommend was the the new supplement biotics just developed, and I, I talked about, um, I think it was the last show, it, it's the, the fat-soluble vitamins that we absolutely need to be healthy, the A, D, E, and K. We all have problems absorbing those, but if you don't have a gallbladder, you have a really hard time absorbing those nutrients. So Biotics developed a, a blend of A, D, E, and K that's already emulsified into an oil. Far more absorbable than any other form. Um, that's something I, I honestly believe everybody should be taking. It would help almost anybody. Without a gallbladder, it should be a, an absolute must. Because even with really strict use of bile salts, it's kind of like a diabetic trying to trying to treat their disease with insulin. We never get it right. You don't get the right dose. You don't get the right timing. It helps. Um, same thing with gallbladder. If you don't have one, we absolutely want you to take bile salts with every meal, but it's still not going to be perfect. I mean, we, we can't match the function of our body, but it helps. I would also absolutely, for everybody without a gallbladder, add the bioemulsified A, D, E, and K. But I would also really work on, work on a very strict gut healing protocol with you. So you could use our gut healing kit, okay. and I would combine it with one of the gut healing diets, whether it's an AIP, um, whether it's uh, Whole30, GAPS, any of the elimination diets, have you taken a, uh, a food intolerance test of any kind? No. Okay. No. One of the other things that you find with IC is that IC will be aggravated by any food that you're having a negative reaction to. And it can be crazy stuff. I mean, it can be fruit. Um, the big three, obviously, are wheat, dairy, and eggs, and I would just eliminate those completely for you right now, all three, um, to, while you're doing the gut healing. We can come back to those. I would never, ever come back to wheat or grains, but, you know, the, the dairy and the eggs, we can come back and do some testing after gut healing, and you may be able to add those back into your diet. But I would recommend doing a... Um, a food sensitivity test 
There are lots of them on the market. We have the fit test in our store that we like. But it will identify the foods that you're reacting negatively to. Now, sometimes we'll get people and okay. they'll, they'll be reacting to, I don't know, apples or blueberries. And, and I'll say, look, you know, you're not having any major issues. I don't think the apples or the blueberries are that big of a deal. If it's eggs, wheat, dairy, absolutely stay away from those. But with IC, I tell people everything that shows up on that list you should eliminate because there's a lot of evidence that shows, one, it's leaky gut, and the the fit test is going to help us see if you do have leaky gut. I I don't want to hit you with a whole bunch of expensive tests, um, but we also have a, a test for what's called zonulin, which is the absolute indicator of leaky gut. The higher your zonulin levels are, the worse your leaky gut is. But I'm 90% sure that's what you've got going on. So I I don't know that I would bother testing for it. It it would just be one more piece of evidence. But if you believe that healing your gut would be a good thing, then skip the test and let's just do the gut healing instead. But I would recommend uh, some sort of a um, food sensitivity test because, again, with IC, there seems to be a lot of evidence that anything you react negatively to is going to um, make the, the IC symptoms flare up more often. Okay. Wow. Okay. The good news here is this is very, very curable. I, I, I read all over the place online that this can't be cured. I, yeah, they tell us that about so many things. This is very, very curable. I, I can, you know, send you stories of all kinds of people who healed themselves. I'm willing to do anything at this point. I'm, I'm 99% sure I have a, a leaky gut just by everything that I've read. So I'm pretty sure. But it seems as though any time I eat anything, I get blisters in my mouth, blisters on my face. You know, that that is like I'm allergic to everything. Well, and that's why I'm, I'm really going to recommend the fit test for you. I, I think that mm-hmm. is one test. I, I would skip the zonulin because we're you're you're willing to go do the leaky gut healing. Let's just do that. It's really good for you anyway. It's okay. a lot of good nutrition. Um, our leaky gut kit has bone broth. It has atron teal, which will address any SIBO you probably have. It's just a good protocol. I'm going to go back and do it again myself, and I don't really have much of anything going wrong. Um, I just think it's good for us. So I, I would skip the zonulin, especially now that I know you're also getting some blisters and some allergic reactions. I think the fit test is going to help us. You may also, uh, you know, the blistering and that kind of stuff is a, a, a sign of some possible um, heavy metal toxicity and... Um, Probably some detox might be needed, but we always wait on the detox. When you clean up your diet, you do the gut healing, your body will detox a lot of stuff on its own. And and after we get through that, if you're still seeing some of those symptoms, then we might have to move on to a detox. But uh, uh, nine times out of ten, we won't. If you clean up your diet and, and we do the gut healing... There's a good chance the body's going to detox itself. Wonderful. I was so so upset 
because everything I read said it wasn't curable. Oh, it's absolutely so, curable. No question in my mind. I can't believe all the uh, side effects from just um, eating one little thing that you can't figure out what, what it is. It disturbs everything, so then you don't know where to turn. So thank you so much. You're welcome. And, uh, you know, by all means, continue to call. If you'd like to work with this one-on-one directly, we can do that, or we can just keep doing it just like this. You know, I'll give you some recommendations. You can go try them. You see what works, what doesn't. You know, there, there's two ways. Kim, you and I have talked about this a lot. There, there's two ways we can approach this. There are so many tests on the market now. We could really run people through enough tests that we could drill down and with real certainty know exactly what their problem is and then start working to solve it. And usually you're going to come up with multiple problems and then you have to prioritize, you know, what are you going to work on first. But testing is expensive. Even the home test, they're, they're, it's a lot better than it used to be, but I, I still don't want to spend everybody's money. The other way to do it, if, if somebody's willing, is just trial and error. We know it's all about diet. If you clean up your diet, a lot of this stuff's going to fix itself. If we heal your gut, a bunch of other stuff's going to fix itself. And then when a few things are left, we can, it's almost like troubleshooting a truck, which is something that, you, however my brain works, it works really good at troubleshooting things. Um, I was always good at troubleshooting trucks. I didn't have to spend a lot of time turning wrenches. I could usually look at a truck, look at what's going on, look at the testing and say, it's probably this. And I seem to be able to do that pretty well with the, the body as well. So you and I tend to not push a lot of testing. There are a couple we, we really like to, to have. But we use a little trial and error. And other than it might take a little longer, it's less expensive and we learn some things and there's not a lot of downside to it. All right, the music's playing. I've got to get to a break. Be right back with more stuff. Stick around. Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. Um, Kim, you know that that last call is is common in a lot of ways. I mean, that was one of the the conditions we don't always see a lot. It's it's also called painful bladder, and 
Um, we don't see that one a lot, but it's interesting how many different conditions we could talk about, and yet the solution is always going to be the same. Mm-hmm. It's the stuff yeah. we always talk yeah. about. It, it's a good, clean diet. Get rid of the processed food. Get rid of the sugar. Get rid of the junk. Eat real food. Eat a, a pretty high-fat diet um, with lots of vegetables, and but lots of good fats in there. And, you know, reduce stress, get better sleep. Everything we talk about will fix, I don't know, I'm going to pull a percentage. It's at least 90% of all the things that people are suffering with. But think about it. Think about all these conditions. There's another one most people have probably never heard of. How many of these existed when you and I were kids? Mm. Mm, You never heard very much at all. At all. None of this stuff. I, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, mm-hmm. you know, Mm-mm. on and on and on and on. And, and now people are suffering from them horribly and they're put on medications and they usually don't get better. Symptoms might go away or get a little better, but people are really suffering. And in some ways we sound like a broken record. No matter what you call about, we tell you the same thing. Um, but that's good news. This isn't that complicated. It's, it's difficult to make those big life changes. But if you do, so many of these conditions respond because almost everything people call us about is an autoimmune condition. This was an autoimmune condition. Many things, um, you know, we have sugar handling and all those. We know how to fix those. But the autoimmune conditions are are really all started by leaky gut. So we're going to tell you, clean up your diet, fix your digestion, and we'll probably see 90% of the things you're suffering with go away. Then we might end up with somebody that maybe has some thyroid issues. You have to dig a little deeper to, to you know figure those out or some adrenal issues, or maybe there is some detox. But honestly, we found even when we think in the beginning somebody's going to need a detox, by the time we do all the other stuff, they don't. The body detoxes itself. Right. And, you know, and, and Deb is such a great example of somebody who started this whole journey, shoot, close to seven months ago and became very, very in tune to her body. And she knew something was off. You know, you just become, you take, you take a, a, your ownership of your health and your body goes to a different level um, at this point. And it doesn't mean you're, gonna, you're not going to have things go, you know, step backwards or that kind of stuff. But she's already embraced um, doing what needs to be done. And now it's this next step. Like now we're going to need to fine tune and see if there's certain foods that are causing her issues. And she could rattle off exactly the symptoms she's having and, and what she's experiencing, what she's done. And, that's what you want to be. You're your own advocate then. And you're going to search out the, the best way to get, get better. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate to keep pounding on doctors, but, you know, here's what you have. It can't be cured. Go Google it. Uh, that's the best you can that do. That was a new one. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a new one. Yeah. Um, I, my guess is they don't have a drug for this yet. Mm. Oh, crazy yeah. stuff. Let's uh, let's keep going. Let's go to Illinois. Dave, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Listen, I just, it's kind of ironic that you brought up the family 
orientation of this all. Um, my daughter-in-law is going through a nursing school, and I just happened to bring up the gallbladder and how important it is in digesting fats. We got into um, how fats cause my high, high carbs versus the body not being able to store fat. And we are, you know, I just don't have the knowledge to go into depth onto as to why the body doesn't store fat as fat, but she insisted it does. So, you know, it ended in a, her knowing what she knows and me listening to what you've said. Um, and now, you know, my call was about my cousin. She was diagnosed with lupus some time ago, and now her daughter has been diagnosed with lupus. And um, they're following that up with a series of shots to the scalp. I do, I'm assuming, because of the, the loss of hair. Um, I did do a little bit of research on it, found out it is autoimmune, and I urged her to listen to you today, and that I would call you and ask a little bit about it, if there's any resources, any reading that she could reference. Uh, yeah, you know, not necessarily just about lupus, but about autoimmune. It, because all autoimmune, really, it's it's the same initial problem. You know, we've got leaky gut. The, the stuff that's supposed to stay in our digestive tract gets into our bloodstream. Our immune system sees it as a foreign invader and, you know, calls out the troops. And pretty soon we have so many troops running around that they start attacking all the other parts of the body. And autoimmune are all the same, except they attack different tissues. So we get very different symptoms, even though the root cause is the same. It's why our traditional medical community has such a problem with autoimmune, because they don't treat root cause, they treat symptoms. So they're trying to treat a a thousand different symptoms when all they really have to address is just the root cause of why our immune system is so overactive. Well, yeah, I mean, it just, this isn't going to catch on. I mean, like like you said earlier, you know, it's just the mainstream doesn't, from what I've found, you know, because I'm sure this, you know, I'm, I'm very passionate about this. I don't even do this thing very, very good. You know, I got down to, if it has five ingredients, right. I'll do it. Anything more than that. And, and I mean, I, you, you know, you brought up all sort of colitis. Well, I was diagnosed with that back in 2009 was taking this $700 a month medicine, um, started listening to you about three years ago, and it started off with, you know, we're treating acid reflux with something that weakens our stomach acid, and, you know, which I, I didn't know, I just listened to you, and I did what you said, and I don't have heartburn anymore, and if I do, I know how to treat it, you know, just something as simple as that, um, you know, I quit taking my Lialga, the, the UC medicine, after about 90 days of changing what I ate. And, you know, mainstream media, they, they are just mainstream. They don't want to hear it. You know, we've been eating like this so long that people don't, just don't correlate it with diet. Right. Period. And, um, you know, they think that we're learning so much more about the body. That's why there's so much more medicines out there. And, 
you know, the, the medicines are, that's why we're living longer. And it's just, you know, I, I, I love what you do. And I just, I wish I had the knowledge base that you did where I'm sitting there telling somebody about it. And I don't try and argue with him. I just say, listen to the guy. You know, if you have any questions, call him. He can lead you to the reference that you need to, to know to answer the questions you have. But nobody questions this stuff. They just go in and do it. Yeah, you know, you know and I'm, not, I'm not bashing the doctors. No, I know. Um, I my cousin and her family, you know, they're, they're part of the health care system. They, um, my cousin, the mom, she's, she was working in health care. Her oldest daughter's in health care. So, you know, I, I, I prepped her for you. I said, if you do listen to the guy, either you're going to love him or you're going to hate him. Because, he, you know, there's some angst there when it comes to health care. Right. And what we do. If so, I were... If I were uh, going to recommend, yeah, it's, it's all it's all about the gut and the diet. Yeah, if I were going to recommend a book for somebody who has autoimmune to kind of let them really see what it is and and the potential to heal it from a doctor's point of view, so they're not getting it from me, some guy who thinks he knows about food and read a bunch of books. It's from a doctor who had a very, very extreme form of MS. And she ended up in a wheelchair, and they told her she'd never walk again. And you see her today. Um, I had the the honor of actually speaking um, on a panel with her. So I got to meet her, and I got to speak on a panel. Uh, And she's amazing. Um, It's Dr. Terry Walls. So the book is called The Walls Protocol. Um, And if somebody reads that book from from an author and a doctor with the kind of credentials she's had and the success she's had and they still don't get it or they still want to fight it then there's probably nothing you or I will be able to do to convince them. So as far as you ask for a book recommendation I I would highly recommend uh, The Walls Protocol. Stick around. We'll be right back. Not only will that book help you understand it, but it shows you how to clear up autoimmune conditions of all kinds because they're all the same, even though they all look wildly different. We'll be right back. back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. Kim, I, I know you and I both have long, long book lists, and I still have a whole bunch I want to read and haven't yet. Have you read The Walls Protocol? No, I have not. I follow her on her website, and I have watched a few of her webinars. She's got some great webinars that she puts out. But I have not read the whole book. Yeah, she really great does. And, too. and you just reminded me of something else. The website's a great resource, and she also has a really popular TEDx talk. So, you know, Google mm, okay. Terry mm-hmm. Walls and TEDx, uh, T E D X, 
Um, and you can learn a lot from that. So if somebody doesn't want to read the whole book, although I would think if you have a serious disease, you would find a little time to read a, a book. But if not, let them watch some videos, look at some of the resources on the website. She's done amazing things uh, with autoimmune conditions. Let's see. We are going to go to Nevada. Mike, welcome to the program. How you doing today, Kevin? Good. What can I help you with? Oh, I'm just uh, calling about the NutriQ I took. You got that on your board there? Uh, do I, Kim? I've got a couple. I don't see mm-hmm. one. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, right under the news. Uh, oh, okay. All right, got it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's oh, above it. <laughs> above it. Okay, I was going to say. Uh, oh, there we go. I wasn't looking up far enough. Oh, um. So, Mike, tell me, give me an idea of how you feel in general. Do you feel really healthy, vibrant, alive, not really a lot of symptoms, or are you not feeling so great? Uh, I, I, I feel pretty good all the time. You know, I, I rarely ever get sick. Um, the only problem is I was diagnosed as a diabetic here about four years ago, four and a half, five years ago, and... You know, I, I was you, taking the medication, but then here, when you started out with your destination health, and you start talking about the keto program and all that. Yeah, I started doing that, and I stopped taking my medication altogether, and I've been just fine. And you know, I have to take a physical every year now because I've been diagnosed as a diabetic, so now I have to, you know, take a right. test every year. But you know, everything's been fine in that regard. But I noticed on the Nutri-Pew that it said something about that I might need more vitamins and that I need like a histamine. Um, actually, your I mean, I'm, I'm all low really, on everything. Your nutri looks really good. And what I, the reason I was asking how do you feel, those kind of things, sometimes men especially are known as what we call under-reporters. So, you know, the, mm-hmm. we, we tend to downplay our symptoms. And many times... Right. Women score high and men score low when, when in reality their symptoms are probably very similar. So with men, we always question. Yeah. I, I think, though, that you probably are feeling pretty good. You know, when you go from being diabetic right. and all the problems it causes, and then you turn that right. around. And, and also... Go ahead. And also, when, when I was 19, I was in a motorcycle wreck, and I was uh, paralyzed on my right side. And since I've been on the keto diet, and, you know, I, I pretty much, I'm just basically slightly paralyzed on my right side. I have weakness on my right side, but I've noticed, too, that since I've been doing the ketogenic diet, for the most part, that I've gained a lot of um, mobility and more uh, coordination on my right side than I ever have had wow. in the past, what, 35 years? Wow. I mean, okay. Um that's interesting, so that's, but I'm not surprised. We see so many results like that. The body is an amazing thing. When we give it the right nutrition, it is just amazing what it can do, and I think you're a testament to that. A couple things I'm seeing. Um, there are some vitamin deficiencies showing up. I, you know, I keep. I know we just got it in the store, and I've talked about it several times, but I'm excited about the A, D, mm-hmm. E, and K. Those are critically right, important I mean, nutrients. Um, 
So I, yeah, I would thinking, recommend I, that. I'm pretty sure I'm going to order that today or something. Yeah, I, I would recommend that. The other thing you're showing high on, and Kim's sending me some notes here on it, so I want to take a quick look at them. Um, your highest is actually uh, immune, and um, it looks uh-huh. like the you were scoring there some runny nose, some acne, and um, but you're not sick a lot. Uh, you know, right. it, it's possible. Two things uh, um, that could cause this. One, it could be a food reaction still. There may be a food in your diet that your mm-hmm. body's just not reacting too well, and, and we would right. need to do the fit yeah, test. I can, I can basically tell you everything I eat. <laughs> well, sometimes then... I basically, I, uh, I, I can give you two options. Uh, we can do a fit test where, you know, the downside to the fit test is the cost. Um, if you're willing to pay the cost, it's uh-huh. pretty easy. You put some blood on a card, you mail it back. We know exactly which foods you're reacting to. If you don't want to spend the money, yeah. there there is something called the... Um, oh, Kim, help me out here because I just drew a blank. The Coca's Pulse Test? The Coca's Pulse the Test, Coca's yeah. Pulse so if you know, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. here's all the foods I eat and you want to take some time over the next week or two... Um, Kim can send you instructions on how you do a mm-hmm. pulse test on yourself while you're, you know, while mm-hmm. you hold some of that food in your mouth, and your body will tell you what it's reacting poorly to. So you could try right, that. Basically, what I, what I eat, I, I, I do kind of the, the uh, bulletproof coffee, we'll say. Okay. And I don't actually do the coffee, but I do the heat water, I put cocoa in it, and I'll put a spoonful of Kerrygold butter and the and the uh, coconut oil there. Okay. And I'll take that and I put some little bit of ginger in it and a little bit of uh, cinnamon in it. Oh, that's excellent. And yeah. that's what I have for breakfast in the morning. And then I'll basically, during the day, I'll eat uh, pecans and wal- I mean, you know, alm- almonds and walnuts and S- uh, maybe a nuts. little bit of fruit. Yeah, sometimes really nuts can much, be... Re- Nuts can be reactive. Fruits can be reactive. So when we see kind of allergic symptoms, immune, sometimes I want to just rule out the food first. Um, Mm -hmm. So that that is it. So again, you can take the quick, easy way that costs a little more, do the fit test. You can do a Coca's pulse test on your own. We'll get those instructions over to you. And if we identify a food you're reacting Mm -hmm. to, you just want to eliminate it for 30, 60 days. Sometimes we can go back and retest it if it's something you really like. The other thing, you may be, I've talked about this a couple times, you may be one of the candidates to do a detox. And the good news is we have a, a... Biotics came out with a new detox protocol that's a little easier to do, especially in the truck, and it's not quite as harsh as it used to be. Um, But sometimes we're looking at a chart, and when you read this chart, we read from left to right, and yours looks really good, and then we get over and your immune system is still kind of high. That's usually the chart that I look at and go, yeah, you know, we might have to do a detox. Okay. And what's good with the detox is the diet tightens up, you know, so you'll actually, you know, drop dairy during it. And because that's when I always look at as being one of the higher, where we see people having the runny nose and the uh, inflammatory response. So you'll kind of double do it then. You know, you're going to get rid of some of the foods that might be causing the issue and, you know, plus detoxing. And then we can 
then you can would be a yeah. great time after that to try to reintroduce it and see if you have any issues. Yeah, it's probably the dairy because I'll eat I'll eat cheese and after I eat so much cheese, and I'll drink the you know heavy whipping cream, and mm-hmm. then after I do that, then I'll notice I I have problems with my you know nasal cavity and all that. Mm-hmm. Yep, that that's, so that's a good. It. Good indication, mm-hmm. and like Kim said, drop the dairy for 30 days and see what happens. That that may be all you need. Yeah. Okay. You know, it, all it, right, well, thank even, you very much. And even the Kerrygold butter might be a little bit of an issue, but if you replace that with ghee, G-H-E-E, for, for 30 days or so while you're doing this, just to make sure... There isn't a component still in the butter. Ghee gets rid of almost everything we react to. Still has the good high-quality fats. Still tastes good in bulletproof coffee. I actually use goat milk ghee um, in my bulletproof now, Kim, which is is easier to digest and even less reactive than cow's milk ghee. Where do you get that? I get that from a little farm in Washington that I absolutely love. In fact, I, I'm thinking about reaching out and see it to a couple that owns it. It's been in the, the farm's been in the family for years, but the, the young couple that's kind of taken over now are just doing amazing things. Um, they're also now, they did a very small batch of cultured goat milk ghee. So it's basically fermented ghee, which even increases the health benefits but goat's milk is healthier and easier to digest got different nutrients Uh, they're all grass-fed goats then when you make it ghee it's even healthier then you ferment it it becomes even healthier Uh, so it's a little farm in washington called mount capra Uh, we should probably think about getting some of their products in the store they have some cool stuff Uh, so We are all out of time. We'll have to do it again real soon. Thanks for joining us. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford.